Welcome to Prim and Prosper. I'm Elizabeth Hathaway. And I'm Marinella Mazzucato. All right, Marinella, this week is a topic I'm kind of excited for because it means I get to trash on some exes, although I'm not going to like call out names, just the behaviors, the behaviors. Because uh, mm. this week we are talking about relationship red flags. Yeah, I mean, I'll know who you're talking about, probably. <laughs> you probably will. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited, too. I've had plenty of experiences that will help me on this topic. And also, I've been known to throw out some flags myself, is what I've realized now. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I don't know that. I think that is also true of myself, uh, like, as I've grown and as I've... Uh, done some work through therapy and also just kind of become an adult and matured uh, and left some of the drama and histrionics of teenage years behind. I, yeah, I think I have shed some red flags that I probably used to have in my day as well. Mm -hmm. You live, you learn. That's what happens, right? Indeed. So uh, I think the easiest way to kick us off is to just start with a red flag that we want to talk about. Do you have one uh, in mind? Um, I have many in mind, but I guess I will start with a big red flag would be if, if you are noticing that the person that you're seeing is not incorporating you into their everyday life or... Um, or other parts of their life. Huge red flag. Yeah, absolutely. I So in researching for this and like trying to, you know, go down memory lane myself, one of the things I saw, and I don't have social media, so I kind of forget about this, but someone was describing a red flag, which I think works perfectly with your point as if you're the person you're seeing or dating or become exclusive with doesn't want to acknowledge it on social media, that that can be a red flag. Not that you have to be like over the top with displays of affection on social media, but if you are purposefully not showing it, like perhaps never posting pictures with you and your significant other, not what is it on Facebook, like in a relationship with, like mm-hmm. if you aren't doing any of those things, that, that that is a red flag. And I think that that kind of works with what you were saying about not including you in their daily life. It's like, you're not part of my social media presence. That's a red flag. Yeah. I mean, one of my first like serious relationships, I never, and this was a person I was with for four or five years. I did not meet their parents once wow in four or five years yeah and i I mean i i figured out that i think it was more about the fact that she was dating a woman and that was not something she was comfortable sharing with her family but Mm. um it was like pretty uneven because i was sharing her with all of my family all of my friends and I guess I just didn't see that as that big of an issue then. But looking back, I'm like, man, that was never going to go like the long haul because, I mean, when was she going to bust me out to these people? You know, never. (laughs) (laughs) Or how awkward if it's like 15 years down the line. Oh, by the way, I have a life partner. We have a kid together. I forgot to mention that. Like, how do you, you know, so, okay, I can appreciate the difficulty it is if you are not out to 
your parents that it's hard to then introduce your partner to them. What mm-hmm. about, I'm assuming this woman was out to some of her <clears throat> friends though. Did she include you in, like, did you know her friends and hang out with them? Or did she also kind of exclude you from those groups? Yeah, there, there was very little inclusion. I don't know that she necessarily had a big group of friends or maybe very many friends at all or anything outside of like our relationship and her job, um, which is another red flag in itself to me. That's another one. But um, yeah, I was just kind of like there for like, I think five years of sex and doing her laundry. That's That's personally like what I take from it, like at that point i don't know wasn't Mm. wasn't a lot going on there at the end (laughs) yeah so i had a relationship of about i think it was a little shy of a year and i never met his siblings or his parents however i wouldn't consider it a red flag because and i don't want to say too much because it's very you know it's private but his family went through a situation shortly after we started dating that was I I mean it broke their family apart and it came out of left field and it was just devastating one of their family members their father had um, been doing some illegal white collar crime and no one no one knew about it until the fed showed up at their house and so like obviously ripped apart their family his father was you know went through a trial and is still in prison to this day uh that happened the where the feds showed up at at their house probably i don't know two months into us dating so i hadn't met the family yet right and then it's kind of like when is an appropriate time (laughs) to meet the family you know so i I never considered that a red flag, even though we were together almost a year, because it was something that was communicated, right? We talked about it. I was one of the few people, I mean, there, I, you know, that's a heavy thing to be dealing with um, when you find out like a parent had been hiding a white collar crime that they've been committing for years. Um, So there was always a lot of open communication around it. So to me, that wasn't a red flag because I understood it was a little dicey and i also don't know that i what do i do to just show up in court one day and be like yeah, i'm here to support my boyfriend and i yeah. haven't met any of you but like there's just <laughs> there's not a natural way to do that um yeah so yeah yeah that's that's a different circumstance for sure I, yes, different circumstance. That relationship did not work out, but I'm actually still uh, keep in touch with this person. Um, we, we'd gone our separate ways for a while, and then we reconnected as friends a couple of years ago. And so normally I would agree with you, and I would, I guess, just add the caveat. If, there's, if there is a reason why, like maybe their parents were abusive and they no longer talk to their parents, or maybe there is some situation which explains why they're not introducing you introducing you to their family that's a tongue twister uh it was tough yeah it was tough i struggle at you know six o'clock at night my brain is (laughs) overworked and words it's hard to form them at this time of the evening uh but yeah i think if if there's open communication and you understand why you maybe have not met them that that is no longer a red flag to me that moves it into the non-flag territory 
Or maybe even a green yeah. flag because it's good communication if you're talking about why they haven't been introduced. Yeah. And, and I can see like sometimes I can see with family why you might want to keep like your significant other at bay if especially if it's like like you said like uh you're having like a kind of a traumatic relationship with them or something like that um but I know on the other end when I've been with people that I knew wasn't probably the right person for me deep down I didn't feel comfortable with keeping them with my my friends that knew me really well because i knew my family could be like unlovingly supportive of any person that i date just to be like you know we love you but with my friends i was like they're gonna know that this person's not for me and they're gonna call me on my shit and then i'm gonna have to deal with it so that is another aspect of like on my end like i should have been red flag like why the fuck am i not meeting your friends oh because i'm afraid of what they're gonna think of you and that they're gonna see that this isn't right <laughs> yeah that's a good point is oftentimes i mean i maybe it's not true for everybody but you're right i think my father would be so much more accepting of anyone that i introduce him to whereas my friends are a little bit tougher judge of character on which I'm thankful for because I don't have a good track record of always picking great guys so I need some friends who are like that was a crappy choice you selected (laughs) yeah yeah there's got to be a balance I guess between the two but yeah for sure uh kind of in line with parents my first red flag is how your partner treats your parents or grandparents or or friends even. I was thinking more of family because of a particular situation that came to mind, but I guess it really could be how they treat anyone that you're close to, right? Do they show them respect? You know, do they get along? I mean, they mm-hmm. don't have to like the person or love them as much as you do, but there's still a way to treat somebody decently. And I definitely mm, have dated someone that was incapable of doing that. The college boyfriend... I recall the first time he met my dad. My dad had come, so my dad lived in a different state. At the time, he lived in Georgia, I think, still. He hadn't moved to Tennessee yet. And he came down to Tampa to visit me. And me and my boyfriend and him went out to eat. My boyfriend was so incredibly rude and mean to him. And the only silver lining is my father doesn't pick up on a lot of social cues, so I don't think he realized how much of an asshole my boyfriend Ugh. was being. So it's like the only silver lining of it. But when I when he met my grandparents, he was jerks to them too. They were struggling to set up like their TV with the remote because that shit is complicated, especially back... In the early 2000s, I mean, this was pre-smart TV. Those things had 20... Do you remember the remotes had like Uh, 40 buttons on them? That is still... Yeah, still like that at my parents' house. I struggle myself. So, I mean, I can't imagine grandparents. Yeah, so they were struggling to set up the TV. And he got so impatient and rude with them. I'm like, dude, (laughs) I mean, the remote has 40 buttons. Have some... Mm -hmm. Have some decency it's a tough thing uh so like <sighs> i i oh that is like one of those red flags where it was like beating me over the head like it was a red flag that was on a pole that was beating me over the head and i still just didn't recognize 
hey, the way you treat the people who are closest to me matters. Mm-hmm. You did a shitty job with that. Oh, God, yeah. Like, I've I've always tried to treat at least the parents that acknowledged me. Like, I've definitely met people's parents that I could tell they didn't like me just because I was a woman, and they were like, you have fucking done it. Like, thanks a lot for coming by. But for, like, the, the parents of people that I've dated that were accepting of me, I've always treated them with a lot of respect, you know. I always offer to, like, help out if they're making dinner. What can I do to help? Just little things like that where if I don't see that in return, I'm kind of like, you know, you could try a little harder, just a tad, you know. Fake it just for the day. I mean, it's not going to kill you. Right. Absolutely. I didn't even... God, this is such a heterosexual privilege. I didn't even (laughs) consider the fact that if you're meeting... Uh, another woman's parents and they maybe are still struggling with the fact that their daughter is gay then they may kind of treat you subpar or not be accepting of you simply because you're the woman that their daughter has brought home um i didn't even mm-hmm. oh, that just sounds so oh yeah um oh and i dated an overwhelming amount of women that ended up just being experimental so it's almost like their parents were like, I know my daughter's not really in this for the long haul. And in a way, I should go back and be like, you're right. But at the time, still, it was just like, I don't know. It, it was just like defeating from the start. But, you know, in my most recent relationship, I got very close with my um, my ex's family. Um And, you know, I would have done anything for her mom at that point just because, you know, that's the kind of respect and I guess the kind of value I put on how my partner's family feels. Totally. And, you know, even even if, like, your partner doesn't act that way, I mean, I hate to say that, like, the way their parent behaves is also a red flag but in some ways it is if they can't acknowledge or don't see that their parent is behaving poorly in that instance that's concerning and maybe your partners Mm -hmm. did recognize that their parents were not behaving very kindly but for those who like defend their parents you know treating their partner that way to me that is like another red flag in a way yeah yeah which never happened I will say that every person I dated that had a parent that was nasty to me probably ended up getting in a big blowout with their parent eventually in my defense, but it was all for nothing because they got babies and husbands now. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I saw, so you know, Betty White passed away recently and she was the last, oh my gosh, it's like clockwork. Do you hear the siren coming? Like, as soon as I begin talking, I do, I hear it. Here it comes. It's it's your weekly siren mid episode. Because this this podcast is on fire. (laughs) I'm telling you. Telling you. All right, it's passed. Um, So, Betty White passed away recently, and she was the last of the Golden Girls. And uh, so, I've been seeing a bunch of, you know, like Betty White, like, articles on her and her life and the things she stood for and similar to like the golden girls itself in that show and 
how important it was to the LGBTQ community because they were very, um, I, I don't know, gay men love the Golden Girls. Every gay man I know loves the Golden Girls. And I think that there were subtle ways that they showed those women being accepting, not just tolerating, but like accepting women. And it made me realize, because I think sometimes we have this concept with older generations. It's like, that's just the time they grew up in. So it's hard for them to see their daughter dating another woman. But it's like, that's a bullshit excuse because Betty White was almost 100 and was somebody Mm -hmm. who was accepting of people of color and tried to give them opportunities on her show. Uh, You know, again, with... LGBTQ community. So, like, it's not an excuse just to be old and be an asshole towards somebody because that's what that generation grew up as a norm with, as I air quote. Yeah, it's com- it's completely up to you at some certain point of whether or not you're going to be more open to the possibility of things outside of what your parents told you. So, it's unfortunate. Thank you, Betty. Thank you, Betty. And all the other Golden Girls. And be... Arthur and Rue, and I forget I forget who played Sophia or her name, the actress. But you too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Sophia. I loved her. She was no, tiny, so tiny, and her sarcasm <laughs> was on point, on point. Mm. <laughs> she would do well with us now. <laughs> she would. Okay, what's another red flag that you have? Um, another red flag I have is when you keep revisiting the same issue Mm. over and over and over and you never really resolve it i think that's a big red flag because to me it means that you haven't learned how to communicate at all and that's a big concern because really you should be resolving that shit absolutely it it's also adjacent to the person who keeps bringing up something you did from the past with it uh for every new fight like so you're fighting about something new today and they keep bringing up that one thing from a year ago or two years ago or whatever uh that i guess is probably the same red flag but i think that's because they're being manipulative in some ways or just trying to constantly like one up in the blame game or something i don't you know yeah like shame you for being whatever in the past exactly so yeah that's a good i don't mean to say that's a good that's a good red flag uh but no that's a good that's a good one to be on the lookout for because i think it's more of a subtle thing right like i think sometimes it's hard to identify how communication or or Poor communication can impact a relationship and that's like a good red flag to be on the lookout for is if you kind of keep arguing about the same issues and have an inability to resolve them like that is the sign that there's a communication problem going on and also if it's like a big issue to you like I had a friend that dated somebody for like two years and I don't know if they just like avoided the topic but for some reason like religious beliefs came up and he found out that she didn't believe in in god whatsoever and he never ever expressed to her that he was like a jesus follower like he believed in jesus and they thought they could kind of just let it go but it kept coming up like the more and more she didn't believe the more and more 
he wanted to like make sure she did and it just became like a nightmare and they ended up breaking up over the fact that they never talked about religion for the first two years that's insane to me how does that not come up in two years like i'm presuming he, yeah did he not go to some place of worship and want to bring her i mean that's like bizarre to me i don't know they did a, a pretty epic amount of drugs to begin with. So I think that maybe they finally like had a moment where they were like, we're not um, tripping or rolling or whatever today. You want to talk about religion? Oh, yeah. And they did. And it was like, oh, wow. Why do we do that? Because, wow. you know, mm -hmm. it's interesting I wouldn't so having different religious beliefs is not necessarily a red flag it just it might mean the relationship won't work I think it's an important thing to talk about but it's not like quote unquote a red flag right like okay you believe this I believe this we're not compatible but to for two years for you to never have brought it up and then all of a sudden have like a really hard stance with your partner on it holy yeah that's a red flag yeah, when she told me, like, what they had gotten into a fight about and what they kept fighting about, I'm like, oh, what? Like, of all the terrible, like, because they've done a, a slew of terrible things to each other at that point. And I was like, you're actually breaking up over the fact that you don't believe in God and not because you had a three-way with somebody and he wasn't there? That's weird. Okay. I mean, do what you're going to do, but... Oh my gosh. Um, and look, you know, I get everyone has different values and things that are really important to them in a relationship and things that are like less important. Um, <laughs> it just amazes me. Yeah. So I guess maybe the yeah. takeaway is if you have something that's important to you, like your belief in Jesus, maybe mention that before the two year mark. And don't try beating the other person into submission by keep doing it like having the same fight and being like okay this is when they're going to change their mind about how they feel nope not happening <laughs> definitely not <laughs> oh my gosh yeah. wow 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 okay so another one that i have is how they apologize right i think we all know what a genuine apology sounds like and what a fake apology sounds like and uh, you know the people who are always apologizing, but there's always an excuse or a rationalization or a, you know, I'm sorry, but, or <laughs> whatever. That to me is a big red flag. Mm -hmm. And I wish I had heeded it a lot earlier in my life. I don't think I realized what a genuine apology was. Yeah. Uh, I... I have lacked apologies mostly in my relationships where I'm like, I'm realizing that I'm, I'm forgiving them before they've even said they're sorry, which is probably a red flag where I'm like, you know, they haven't gotten around to saying they're sorry. I don't want to be mad at me anymore or what I just took it, took it all on. So I didn't even need to get an apology for me to be like, it's okay that you did that really fucked up thing. <laughs> You used my card at a strip club while you were dog sitting for me? <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> you, you know what? I'm okay with it because I can't have this conflict right now. <laughs> oh, gosh. Like, you were in a bad spot. 
I am going to forgive you. I mean, I, I guess I thought I was being like the bigger person, but really I was just like, I want this to be going away. Right. right. And I think that that is the key, right? Uh, it's like if you know you're the type of person who tries to avoid conflict and just kind of smooth things over, then, you know, we did an episode recently on assertiveness and uh, that mm-hmm. might be a skill that you want to work on. Uh, I so I I kind of think I I maybe did know that they were not genuine apologies or very authentic, but similar to you, just want the situation to be in the past, so I would accept them, even though I I think probably on some level I did recognize that they were empty apologies. They were just words that did not have any follow through with action, because that's the key too, right? Like if you do something shitty and you apologize for it don't do that shitty thing again, right? Like, don't then take the credit card and go back to the strip club a second time when you're supposed to be watching the dog um, or don't whatever the thing is. And I definitely have had a lot of boyfriends who apologized for something and then kept doing the same fucking thing again and again. That's the worst kind of apology is when you're just like, oh my God, if I have to hear you say you're sorry for this one more time... I'm just, I'm going to give up hope. (laughs) I mean, I guess because I've already shit on him so I can shit on him again, but my college boyfriend. Shit all over him. Go ahead. Shit all over him. (laughs) My college boyfriend. um, So when my mother was, uh, had cancer and she was hospitalized for a time being before she passed, he was supposed to come down to visit. Like, he worked, right? So he couldn't be there 24-7. Totally get that. But he was supposed to come down on weekends or when he had days off. And something would always come up and I'd hear the empty apology and whatever. Funny enough, his mom came down to visit a handful of times. She, to your point about caring about a partner's parent... She was a, and still presumably, I do not keep in touch with her, but is a wonderful woman. So kind. Like I said, she would come down and spend time with me and my mother uh, and actually show up. Like she said, she was going to show up. Uh, So I don't, I don't know how the boyfriend, his apple really rolled away from that tree. He like fell from her tree and then rolled a mile away because he was nothing like her. Uh, but yeah, like that was a big thing to me. It was always, oh, I'm sorry, this thing came up and I couldn't make it. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, empty apologies. Yeah. I think another one, like a bad apology is like, I'm sorry you feel that way. Like, that's like the, the shift. Like, I'm sorry that you can't handle this thing that I did or said or whatever. Um, so... I'm sorry for how you feel, but I'm not sorry about what I did. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, nothing mm-hmm. boils my skin more than that phrasing. I'm sorry you something. You feel, you think that, you whatever. And I'm like, no, 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 no. My reaction is appropriate to the shitty thing that you did. I can't even imagine saying that to even somebody that I, I fucking hated. Like, I'm sorry you feel that way. Like, I can't even... I mean, I just can't see myself doing it. I know. And if I've done it, I'm, I'm, if I've done that to anybody, I'm sorry I did that. (laughs) (laughs) To formally apologize on this podcast if I've ever done that. No, I'm with you. I don't even, 
I wouldn't even apologize to my worst enemy that way. Uh, and uh-huh. I probably would apologize to my worst enemy because I'm okay with apologizing. I'm always like, I'm so sorry. I'm an idiot. I'm so <laughs> sorry. I'm fill in the blank. Uh, but yeah. Oh, man. Mm. I'm all riled up yeah. now. I forgot that that was something people did. Whew. Yeah. Oh, I guess we need another red flag here. I'm just going through my list. <laughs> um, another red flag is um, somebody's refusal to, like, seek, I guess, external help from somebody else. Like, this is something that I did a lot to a lot of my partners, and I didn't realize it was such a frustrating thing where I would seek, like, all my emotional support from the person I was dating, but not want to go and talk to like a therapist or a friend. I would just want to be comforted only by this person and get, I would need it all from them. And I could see that on the other side, how that'd be like a massive red flag, like not being able to help yourself, which takes time. But ultimately I think like that's a big uh oh, this is not gonna go well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I do agree with that. And um, to confess, one of my own like behaviors that I think is probably a red flag in kind of similar vein to what you've described, I had and still struggle a bit, although I'm much I'm much better now. But I historically have had difficulty expressing my needs, like what I need in a relationship. And I magically want my partner to know what that is and fulfill it. And then I get or I hold some level of upsetness or resentment when they don't magically know what my need is and therefore don't fulfill Mm. it because they're not mind readers. So I can see how that's a red flag for somebody when their partner gets upset at them for not doing a thing they didn't know that they were supposed to do. Yeah. Well, when you're so good at, like, anticipating everybody else, you kind of just assume that everybody else is, like... Because, I mean, I would get that from my partners all the time. Like, oh, my God, you read my mind. Or, oh, my God, you know exactly this and that. And, like, you know, I just was doing everything. I was like, I'm doing this all right. So I kind of just thought that's how everybody operates because it's so easy for me. (laughs) I know. I think that's the gift of people pleasers is they're so in tune with what other people need. The problem is that they're not necessarily in tune with what they need, and they certainly have no skill set to express that to another individual, which is why um, it's a red flag for me personally, because I'm a people pleaser that needs to learn how to identify and express my own needs. Uh, Yeah, sometimes you got to red flag yourself, and that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, I'm just imagining now being on like a racetrack. I just like pull the red flag out of myself. <laughs> yep. Slow it yeah. down, Elizabeth. What are you doing here? <laughs> yeah. Oh, we need those in real life. We do. <laughs> so this is one that I've never personally experienced, but I know of it. And um, I feel like it's an often overlooked one because it comes off on the surface as being very romantic. Uh, it's called love bombing. Have you ever heard this term before? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's essentially where your partner, and it usually starts very early in the relationship, like when you're 
first dating, they um, essentially are very, you know, complimentary and affectionate and maybe give over-the-top gifts. Like, they're just, quote, you know, bombing you with love, essentially. Uh, so this, though in time leads to some really manipulative and bad things because they've essentially kind of positioned themselves as this perfect partner and they start eating up more of your time but it feels very all natural and romantic and i honestly if you watch a lot of romance movies and i love romance movies a lot of the behavior kind of is like love bombing a bit oh yeah I like Fifty Shades of Grey. I've never seen Fifty Shades of Grey, but just watching the trailers and seeing how he's like a rich dude and like some of the clips they show, I'm like, oh, he's got to be love bombing her where he's like swept her off of her feet and he's taking her on a helicopter and buying her a dress to go to a fancy dinner and, you know, like all of these over the top shows um, or expressions of love. Um Anywho, though, you said you were familiar with the term. What are your yeah, like experiences or thoughts? So I was definitely raised like in a family where giving like endlessly uh, like material possessions or money was like the way to show love. So I guess I got I kind of have a hard time trying to figure out like if I've love bombed somebody or if I've just been trying to like earn their love. So I'm not sure if there's a difference, but I don't know if you know if there's a difference. But as far as love bombing goes with people that I've dated, I've definitely seen people be like really obsessed with me like early on and then very quickly not, you know, like in in my shorter relationships where I was like, okay, this person is like a different person now. Now that I'm sticking around, you know? Yeah, I think... I don't necessarily know if there's I think where love bombing becomes problematic is when it starts to lead into things like isolating mm. you from your friends. So they're eating up more and more of your time. They're not to your earlier red flag, not necessarily including you in their friend groups and not like looking to be included in your friend group so it's like they're isolating you from your friends yeah. but it's like a very slow um you know it's not a jarring right and you're so again swept off your feet because that's the whole thing is like you're swept off your feet that you're not necessarily noticing that you're being isolated from your friends or family or that the person has become controlling over your life so Again, I keep thinking of like Christian Grey. I think that's his name from Fifty Shades of Grey. And he probably was like buying her fancy dresses and like, right? So it's like you're kind of controlling how they appear, you know, their finances because now you're giving them a more lavish experience. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's when I think it starts to get into like manipulative and abusive tactics. Yeah. So I would say that like if you don't find yourself gets one thing trying to win someone's love over with gift giving because that's how you show love and that's how you were raised to show love and express love. But it's a little different if you're taking it to the extreme of trying to isolate your partner or trying to control yeah. them and manipulate them. Okay. I think that's kind of where that line. I was is. just trying to decide if I was a love bomber, but 
based on that, I think I'm too poor to be a love bomber because I'm not taking you anywhere. <laughs> Although that's an interesting thing. Some people will literally go into debt, like love bombing. Really? Somebody. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, I yeah. purchased some extravagant, like, you know, Apple AirPods and stuff like that. For me, it was like, woo, I really blew it out of the water over here. But, you know, never beyond that. So, Okay. That's a red flag. I will say that. <laughs> and, you know, I think you can love bomb without the lavish gifts, but that is often something that happens um, with love bombing. Yeah. But, but yeah, I think, I mean, I hate to say you would know if you were a love bomber. I think actually most love bombers are narcissists. And so... If you are questioning if you are a narcissist or a love bomber, you probably are not a narcissist or a love bomber because a narcissist would be asking themselves if they're a narcissist. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm way too codependent for any of that. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Can't happen. Not in my blood. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Other red flags? Um, Other red flags. um, Jealousy or accusations of cheating Mm. or, you know, um, just, I guess, in general, like, like when somebody's skeptical of your intentions constantly, I find that to be a red flag because historically... (laughs) Every person that has done that to me has fucking cheated on me hardcore where I'm like, okay, so you wanted to make sure I wasn't doing it because it was in your brain. And so you became paranoid. Understood. Oh, that's such projection. So I remember when I was studying the word projection and psychology in undergrad, it just didn't feel realistic. And then I started seeing it everywhere in the real world. And especially during the Donald Trump years, my Lord, the projection is unreal. But it's kind of one of those things where if you are doing it, like if you're cheating, you assume everybody else is doing it. So you accuse them. But the reality is most people don't cheat on their partners. Yeah. It's just you projecting. Uh, and that works probably pretty well to my commentary on, let's say, cheating on the election. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what Projecting do you mean? That I, don't know, <laughs> I don't know what that means. I, I mean, uh, I remember there was one time I had a, a, an, a phone that I didn't have a password lock on for a long time. And I didn't care. And then, you know, somebody was just like, you shouldn't keep your phone without a password lock because if, if somebody steals it, or finds it, it, I mean, you'll never get it back. You know what I mean? It's just there. It's all your information. So I put a password lock on my phone. And for whatever reason, the person I was seeing was like, can I look something up on your phone? And I was like, sure. And she realized that I had now had a password lock on it. And my God, I immediately gave her the password as well. But she was just like, what? This, this is, this is not, I mean, this was college. So, I mean, it was a little bit more maybe immaturity but still Mm. when you were talking about jealousy i was thinking of one of our mutual friends uh she her college boyfriend was a jealous one and we had a night she didn't live with us oh yes but she (laughs) came over one night i forget if you were there or not we did a movie night and um no but i've heard about it 
Yeah, so it's just us group of girls, and he, and he knew where she was going. Her name is Sarah. I won't. I guess I won't say his name, even though anyone that's friends with us will know exactly who I'm talking about. Uh, Sarah had come over to our place. We were all hanging out, and we started the movie late because we were chit-chatting, right? We were all catching up. Anywho, she had had her phone on silent, and she checks it after the movie, and she had... I don't know. I think it was a hundred and plus missed calls from him. It was yeah. it was some insane amount of missed calls from him. He literally just sat there and called and called and called and called. And they, you know, got in a fight about it. He's like, I didn't know where you were. You said you were gonna watch a movie. You've been gone for four hours, right? Just like I'm with the girls at the apartment. We got chatting. Like what oh do you think God. is happening? Uh and Sarah is the most faithful, trustworthy. I mean, I would trust her with my life, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, and and he was lucky to have her. Like, as far as if he was, you know, like we're talking about, like somebody accuses you of like is jealous or accuses you of cheating. That probably means that they plan on cheating. I think in this circumstance, he was just like the most insecure man on earth. Obviously. He was. He was incredibly insecure. And I think he saw that, you know, she had no issues making friends. She had both male and female friends. And I think he just was, yeah, incredibly insecure about that. Uh, yeah. Thankfully, she's she left that relationship and is married to a lovely man now. So... Yeah. I ended up actually waiting on that uh, psycho caller. In a oh. restaurant with his uh, his then wife, who was also too good for him. But I, I imagined, I'm like, something must have changed in this guy. Please, after all these years, that he can sit at a table with a wife. You know what I mean? Somebody married him. So hopefully something changed. <laughs> I know. I knew he got married. Are they still married? Oh, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I greeted the table and I was like, I got to give it away. Somebody else has got to take care of these people. <laughs> I cannot do it. <laughs> no, I don't blame you. I would have gotten rid of his table as well. Ooh, my, oh my. Yeah, I would say jealousy is a huge, a huge red flag. Um, and I think that that is actually kind of one point A to your red flag is uh, if you started dating your partner because they were cheating on their current partner like if you were the affair that should be an automatic red flag like Ooh, they're yeah. cheating on their last partner with you like that's not gonna you know yeah always a red flag when something doesn't come to a close before something else starts yeah i would say yeah <laughs> right i mean i so i've never uh, I've never d dated anyone who is dating somebody else, but I just don't understand how like it, it's almost because they make fun of this in movies all the time. I, it's it almost amazes me that people still which I guess just shows you the level of manipulation some people can possess because I can't imagine sleeping or dating a man who is in a relationship with somebody else and thinking that I won't be treated the same way as that person he's in a relationship with when it comes yeah. to, you know, my turn to be in a relationship with him. But it happens so often. Yeah. I mean, I, my first serious, like real serious girlfriend was in a relationship. 
with a man with a very nice kind just angelic person and I had to be like I don't really think I really wanted to be with her that bad but I was like if 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 this is going to continue you have to you have to break up with him and she was like really resistant to to it you know what I mean and then when she did finally do it I was like oh I didn't even really want her to do it but it felt like it was too fucked up for me to not suggest for her to do like I had to coach her into breaking up with her own boyfriend. Oh, my. Uh, she ended yeah. up cheating on me as well. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but you've learned that that's a red flag, and now do not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hopefully. And, yeah. Don't accept less than. That's what I'll say for that, you know. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Oh. Mm-mm-mm. Do you have any other... Um, Red flags you'd like to share today? Um, another red flag I would say would be if somebody, I guess, opposite, if you keep having the same issues, if somebody is in complete agreement with everything that you suggest, say, even when you're being absolutely, completely wrong, if, if somebody is completely just everything you say is gold, yes, then that person is full of shit, and that's a red flag. <laughs> Totally. And that might even be a love bombing situation. That in and mm-hmm. of itself isn't necessarily love bombing, but someone who love bombs may do something like that, where they make you feel like everything you do say, think is right. Mm-hmm. And you're perfect and amazing, right? And can do no wrong. And they yeah. shower you with flattery and sweep you off your feet that way. So that could be a love bombing situation as well. God, love bombing is everywhere. It is. I mean, the bombing part of love bombing is not really letting us down there. It is everywhere. Explosions going off everywhere. I'd like to just lightly love sprinkle if I can. I don't know. But eventually. When yeah, I get love sprinkling is really healthy, you know, yeah. especially if it's like just a sprinkler that, you know, you know, goes depending how hot the day is, you know, go a little bit longer that day. Yeah. A cooler day with lots of shade. Maybe it doesn't sprinkle as much, not as much as needed. <sighs> Sounds delightful. <laughs> Any other red flags from you or for you? Or mm, we've about? gone over everything I kind of had, with the exception of, I was thinking about this more recently. This is not somebody I dated, but this is someone who did that. And I think that they would be a horrible partner so i'm putting this in the red flags for relationships but someone who doesn't respect your physical boundaries i think is a good sign that they won't respect any of the boundaries you try to set so like if if they're tickling you and you tell them to stop and they don't stop or Mm -hmm. they are like touching your shoulders or touching you in some way and you're like please don't you know touch me there don't touch my hair something like that and they don't respect that uh, boundary that you were trying to set they will probably not respect any boundaries that you try to set with them and so for me that that's that's another red flag yeah that is and yes I have a friend who like creepily touches a couple of us and we've been like no in like outside of a relationship no. you mean like yeah that's like okay. he he's not in a relationship right now and he he we are friends with his brother uh, and hence still end up around him sometimes 
and um, he, he, I think he's been shamed enough to no longer do it, but for a long time, he did it to any of the single women around, and when we would try just one-on-one, be like, please stop touching me, or don't touch me there, or, you know, whatever. He did not respect that boundary. Oh, God. Or he tried to downplay it. Well, he tried to gaslight. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't touch you. And I'm like, you did touch me there. I'm not a moron. Uh, and then you'd be like, oh, that's just how I touch all my female friends. Okay, well, I'm telling you, no, I don't want to be touched that way. You know, so it was just like, a, mm. it's not that difficult, dude. That would go very, I mean, has he gotten his ass kicked yet? Because that's that's where I would head. I'd probably attack him. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, I, you know, it, not to my knowledge, but he's probably way overdue for an ass kicking. Yeah, it's coming. It's yes, coming. Yeah. Uh, yeah, physical physical limits, especially now with COVID, like really don't get, you have no reason to get close to me. <laughs> I have to tell people a lot because when you're 5'1", and maybe this has changed a bit over time, but people want to pick you up. Yeah. Especially men. They want to pick you up and you're just like, don't do it. It's very uncomfortable for me. Well, right. It's like they don't. And I chalk them up to like, I'm done with you immediately. Good for you. It's like they're not respecting your body autonomy and your agency. Like, I'm not a baby. I might be short, but I'm capable of walking over there, getting myself to a location that I would like to be at. Mm. I do not need you to lift me up without my consent and carry me somewhere like I'm an infant. I'm not, sir. Uh, and and I'm like a hugging type person, but I've learned now, I guess, to, to ask people if they would like a hug before I even suggest hugging them. I won't even put my arms out. I'll just, you know, a, a friend of mine at work is a guy. He's married, but, you know, I don't have a problem hugging a married guy. And his dog passed away, and I really wanted mm. to just hug him. But I was like, maybe he doesn't want to be hugged. So I just said, if you need a hug, I'm here. <laughs> You know, like, you can't, and I'm thinking about objectifying this guy, you know what I mean? Like, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Too hypersensitive to that stuff now. That's what it is. (laughs) You know, though, I mean, we could probably use a bit of sensitivity to that because I think, I, you know, prior to the Me Too movement, I don't think a lot of men had ever really been challenged on their... their reality that that oftentimes they could just touch women especially in like places of work how many write them again i know we've brought up mad men so many times like slapping a secretary on the ass right but what what is she to do she can't afford to lose her job perhaps you know hr didn't have sexual harassment (laughs) laws back you know just like so men just could walk through the world doing that stuff and never face a consequence. And now women are starting to be like, that's bullshit. Like, mm-hmm. it's bullshit. Yeah, I mean, I, I, can, I can consider that assault. And if I have a gun, that's fine by me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you do live in Florida. They've got the stand your ground laws I've heard about. Oh, my God. Yeah, if you're in Florida and you have a gun, I mean, you win. That's just how it goes. <laughs> I don't know that I should laugh, but it's so, it's so sadly true. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, on that cheery note, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I always like to end the episodes on a real high note, and I think that's the one we go out on this week. 
<laughs> yes. Yep. We can't get better than that. No, we cannot. All right. Everyone have a great week. We will catch you next time. See you next time. <laughs>